You're listening to Tales of the Forsaken, a live play fate court game by Noble Jester Productions. Welcome to Rillian, a western fantasy world where magic needs fuel, and that fuel is mined and refined into Ecton, a place of vast deserts, dark rituals, and greedy mining companies. A dwarf awakens and is forgotten who he is. Who is Verboden and how will he seek to remember his past in the midst of this harsh world? fairly quickly over the next couple days back to Silver Ridge. It took you just a little over a week the last time, you know, on your way to Acton Falls. Mm-hmm. You were riding a lot quicker on your way back. One of the nights that you are riding as much as you can into the nights, but you still have to sleep and rest your horses a little bit. Mm-hmm. So one of the nights you find yourself once again having a dream. And you are riding a horse this time, and you ride into this canyon. You can see the walls up on either side of you, and you make your way a couple of minutes of just riding. You can hear the the clacking of your horse's hooves against the walls kind of echoing back at you. And then you come into a place where the canyon kind of opens up a little bit, and then you can see the back, and there's this large cave curled up on top of the edge of the canyon above the cave. You can see a large scaled figure, a dragon, with gleaming blue scales, and it appears to be asleep. You ride confidently down into this canyon you dismount your horse and you walk up and into the mouth of this cave walking underneath this dragon and you walk for a couple minutes into this cave as it kind of slowly narrows and then you come to this massive pile of treasure coins boxes crates things that are smashed and kind of just littering jewels and coins everywhere and you ignore all of it and you have your sights set on a pedestal on the side of the room. You walk up to it and you pick up this chalice. It's got gems on it, carvings of dragons all the way around it, and you hold it up almost like gleeful at having acquired this chalice, having found it, and you just feel this moment of like hot triumph in your chest as you walk back out of the cave take this chalice, you get back on your horse, and you ride out of the canyon. The whole time, this dragon just stays asleep, and you wake up. Very odd dream, and it reminds you of this chalice that you have, that you've kept close to you, and haven't really interacted with much, because you've been busy. Mm -hmm. Then, as you're riding the next day, you kind of do a double take, as you see some landscape passing and you recognize the canyon. Oh, man. Hey, uh, girl, you, uh, you dream much? Uh, no, mostly, mostly I, I sleep well with no dreams. I'm sure sometimes I, I dream, but wild, wild, crazy things that could not happen in real life, and I don't remember them much. Gotcha. So I, I assume you haven't had any, uh, dreams where experience the same thing in, uh, while you're awake? <laughs> no, I have never 
been turned inside out while I was awake. <laughs> yeah, that seems a little, little odd, huh? See that canyon over there? Uh, if we go check it out a little bit. Okay, yes, that, that is fine. Okay, so I'll, um, I'll ride over that way. You have this, not like the vertigo you experienced when you kind of confronted the curse, but you have this almost like dizzying sense of your dream and your maybe memories and, you know, your kind of what you're experiencing right now all kind of overlapping and you feel this very odd sensation of riding down this canyon, almost following yourself, your own steps in your dream. Mm-hmm. And you ride for a couple of minutes and kind of come to this place where you expect to see a cave and a dragon and you don't see that. This canyon kind of opens up and down at the base of the canyon wall, which has just been destroyed and collapsed, where maybe there was a cave, but now it's just rubble. There is a small wooden hut. Uh, looking up around, do I see anything else? You don't see any figures. You don't see anybody. Just this wooden hut down at the base. Okay. Ride down to the hut. You ride down, you know, being careful. But as you kind of come up to it, you can see there's, you know, there's chickens. There's a small garden plot, a pig kind of rooting around in some, some trash and some bushes and things. And there's a wooden sign on the side right by the door on the hut that says Hestian Mage. So I won't go all the way up to it, so maybe stop 50, 60 feet away. I'm assuming I'm not seeing any individual outside. Mm -mm. Okay. So I'll stay on the horse and um, yell out towards the hut. Hello! So a few moments pass by and then the door opens and you see a head kind of stick out and then go back in and a figure walks out the door and it's an older man looks to be probably human although his features are a little bit more refined maybe a half elf of some kind but he steps out the door he's got graying hair longer at about shoulder length and he waves a hand and says ah visitors hello Yes, uh, hello. Uh, we're just passing through and uh, just saw something of interest down here and just exploring. Uh, how, how are you doing? My name is Rabot and this is uh, my companion Yarl. We're from Silver Ridge. As you say your name, you see this intense look of fury pass over this person's face. And then it kind of smooths away and he says, Oh, uh, Verboden, nice to meet you. Um, please, sit, sit and stay a while. Yeah, sure, we're just, uh, been riding through for here a couple hours, and we'll hang out a little bit if that's alright with you. Oh, yes, it's pretty lonely out here. I don't get many visitors. Yeah, it's, uh, quite an interesting place to, to make a home. Uh, what, what brought you out this way? Well, I... Wanted to find a place where I could have my my privacy and conduct my experiments. Oh, okay. Uh, am I interrupting anything? No, no, please, please, come sit. He brings out a couple of cups of tea, and he, he hands you one, and then hands you all one. 
and then sits down on one of the stools and holds holds another cup of tea. Okay. Yeah, so I won't take a sip of you. I'll just kind of hold it, wait for it to cool down a bit. Okay. He also does not, like, immediately take a sip or anything. Mm-hmm. So what, what brings you out this way? Well, uh, as I mentioned, uh, we're from Silver Ridge, and we had a meeting there in uh, Acton Falls with uh, a sheriff there. I'm a sheriff myself from Silver Ridge, and, uh, and now we're headed back home. Well, it's quite fortunate that you happen upon me then. Yeah, so you lived out here long? Well, I've been uh, I've been here for oof, it's probably been seventy years, something of that nature. Oh wow, that's uh that's quite a long time. You uh, have any dangers come through here or anything you gotta worry about? Thieves every once in a while, but oh, yeah, we have that problem too. Yes, you know it's it's funny that you that you come here. I actually had a thief. Not that long ago, uh, maybe five, six months ago, came through here. Oh, and uh, what did this thief take from you? Oh, nothing that time, but, you know, he brought me something, and we talked, and yeah, it turned out that he, he had taken it from me a long time ago, actually. Oh, okay, so on this second meeting, did he... uh? Was he looking for something else, or did he give us back what he stole? No, he, he in fact, kept it. I, I think he was just looking for information. Interesting. Uh, and I kind of look over towards the, where, like, the rocks and stuff have fallen down the cave. Uh, that looks, uh, looks a little new over there. Is something happened? Oh, I think there was a cave there at one point, and it, it just collapsed in on itself. But uh, getting back to this, this thief, you know, his his name was also Verboden. Oh, man, I didn't know there was another Verboden running around. Yes, it's very odd. Is he looking at me, like, different? Am I seeing some of that kind of anger that he showed a few minutes ago? He's definitely, like, pressing on you mm-hmm. with this. There's definitely flashes of anger in his face, and he's kind of... If you look at his his hands, he's kind of gripping the you know the cup that the tea is in, and mm-hmm. his knuckles are white. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't catch your name. What was it? Hestian. Hestian. Well, uh, I'm not sure if you would believe me if I told you, but I've had a bit of a memory loss here lately, so I do know this is my name. So I guess I could assume that could have been me in the past, and. Uh, honestly tell you that I don't remember it. How much do you remember? Have you remembered much? Not too much to this point, just uh, little bits and pieces here and there. Uh, this is all, all new to me here. I'm not familiar with where I am now. You don't happen to have any special items or anything that you're carrying around with you? Oh, I've got this, uh, this fancy gun here. That's about it. Mm. Well, if your memories start to return, you know, that sounds like a good thing, right? Yeah, that's my hope. Uh, do I physically, do I, do you recognize me or is it just the name that, that triggered for you? I've never recognized you before. Oh, so, uh, 
Do I look different then? Oh, no. I think I misspoke. I mean, I don't recognize you. Ah, I see. He, like, the first sentence he said with definitely, like, some anger in it. And the second one was kind of, like, you know, backtracking. Anything I can do to make uh, whatever feeling right? I can tell it might be uh, making you a bit uneasy. Well, you could... You could just return the chalice if you want. At this, he sets down the tea and looks like he's kind of done with the, the back and forth. I will, uh... I appreciate your hospitality, but I, I unfortunately do not have a chalice to return to you. Because I really don't know uh, if you'd be the rightful owner for that anyway. So, Certainly uh, not you. The creator chalice was given to us, and you are no longer worthy of it. Oh, really? Uh, would you count yourself worthy? Certainly more worthy than one such as you. Well, uh... I think our time here is done. What do you say, Yarl? Let's set the tea down. Well, I still appreciate you chatting here. Have a good one. All right. Um, well, I suppose you may remember this later on. So, if you do, why don't you bring me back the chalice and I'll tell you all about it. I'm not, I'm not sure I can do that, uh. I'm not open to new ideas. Obviously, I don't remember everything. If you want to share those details now, I'm happy to talk more. This remains the way it is now. I'm here. If you have questions, perhaps I'll answer them. All right, well, uh, I'll sit back down and grab a cup of tea again. So, uh, this is obviously important to you. Let's, uh, let's just start there. What, what is this chalice? Creator Chalice, said to have been created by Rin himself, the creator, and gifted to those of us that he passed his, his blessings on to. Those of us meaning, uh, what exactly? The enlightened ones, the mighty, the ones who he, his children, the ones he gave this world to. Now, with, um, with Rin, do I... Like I've said, knew Yendra was the goddess of Rillian. Hearing that name Rin, do I recognize and know what the impact of what that means? You would recognize that just kind of the basic history of Rillian, that Rin is kind of the, the creator dragon who sacrificed himself and you know actually kind of used his own body and blood to create Rillian and passed on his divinity to the dragons. Some of this, you feel like it should be reminding you of something. You feel like there's something just kind of just out of reach that mm -hmm. this should be should be important to you and you're struggling with it. Alright, well, uh, that rings a bell a little bit, uh, so, uh, if you're counting yourself worthy of, uh, this chalice from Rin, the, the dragon deity, that would make you something, wouldn't it? Perhaps it would. I don't know, would, would you know why I would want to come here and steal something like that from you? Well, perhaps because you've always wanted to take from us, and it's 
You aren't worthy of it. Just give it back. Alright. Looks like you're uh, getting a little demanding now. So we just have a, this conversation here. Um, I hadn't even said if I had it. Pretty obvious that you have it. Whether you have it on you or not, that would be foolish. And perhaps you are foolish and perhaps you are not. But I will pay you a lot of money if you return it. If I were to have it, I mean, it sounds like it'd be quite invaluable. I don't really know if we could put a price tag on something like that. And I will say, uh, I did have it in my possession a bit ago, but uh, I had a run-in with some shut-riding people. I'm not sure if you heard of them. They left me for dead, and they, they took it. He is definitely going to roll something against you to mm -hmm. see if he can... To see if he believes you. Um, he's going to go ahead and roll influence against you. I assume you'd be using bluff. Yep, I'm using my bluff skill. It's a one total for me. Alright, we got a four. You can see he is visibly angry as you say that. And he's kind of breathing heavily, sitting forward. He says... You've always been a liar, Verboten. What have you always been? I have always tried to keep to myself. Well, I'm not really sure what you're wanting here. I, I don't think I have enough information to uh, lodge your request. Well then, I suppose we're at odds. I cannot take it from you. Killing you would do no good. So I'm forced to sit here and hope that someday you will lose it, I suppose. I suppose you'll uh, be there waiting. One of us will. So there's uh, some more of you around? Of course there are. Do you really think we would allow ourselves to be driven away by you and your kind? I, mean, I don't personally know what you're talking about driving you away. You'll remember. I can see I've offended you, and uh, probably nothing more we can gather from our conversation, so shall I leave now? Well, I suppose you should. Maybe you should leave your friend here. Oh, we are all. Man, he's a chatterbox. I don't know if you'd want to like keep him with you. Just keep you up all night. He'd definitely ruin your privacy here. Yes, but it's always, it's always been of your nature to form bonds and... Sometimes it's fun to kill your friends. See, that's, uh, that's taking it a step too far. Uh, you threaten my friend again, and uh, this conversation's going to end real quick. <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, uh, if you keep it up, then you won't have to worry about this supposed chalice ever again. It's clear you don't remember, so there's nothing you can do to harm me. Shoot me with your silly little gun, but we both know it won't do anything. It's up to you if we're gonna find that out. Girl, I say it's uh, it's time to head out. Jarl looks like he wants to just attack this guy, mm -hmm. but he's not really sure what's going on, so he just kind of stands up and nods at you and starts to move away. Hestian. Looks like he's like on the brink of attacking. He just sighs and sits back and says, It's always just such a waste of time to deal with you and your curse. So you know of this curse, huh? 
Yes, I know of it. Well, I had somebody try to tell me about it one time, and that didn't, didn't help a whole lot, so I'm not sure if I need to ask you about it. Wouldn't matter. I know what will happen. Your memories will return. And then, guess what? You'll lose it all. You seem all too happy to say that. Well, it's one of the few pleasures in life that I have remaining. To know that you're out there. Constantly failing. Constantly forgetting. Okay, uh... Yeah, I think it's time to go. And I'll, uh... I'll grab the tea and right before I get on the horse, I'll just drink it down because I'm sure it's cool off <laughs> by now and get up on the horse. Okay. Um, I'm going to need you to make some sort of a roll because oh, this tea it. is very much poisoned. <laughs> dang it. I was hoping it wasn't. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. You can pick, I'd say probably physique, um, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, I kind of like the toughness of okay let's roll thankfully that's a decent skill that is or a good skill i should say that's a five okay you feel this tea like start to burn as it goes down and you kind of get a almost like a light-headed sensation on your feet mm-hmm. and your extremities start to feel cold, your vision starts to waver, and then you feel kind of radiating out of your core this intense heat that just washes through your entire body. That You actually kind of see these like ripples of heat emanate out from you, and you suddenly feel fine. And he just shrugs and says, I always try. Never works. Yeah, well, uh, I'd say I'd remember that, but I probably won't. So just kind of raise the glass at him and toss it down on the ground, get out on the horse. He throws his glass, like his cup, at your back as you walk, <laughs> just kind of in a spiteful uh, way, mm-hmm. and just watches as you ride away. I'll just, as I'm riding, I'll just kind of, you know, peek back and occasionally just make sure he's not making a move or doing something dumb. He doesn't do anything as you kind of start to reach the you know, the actual canyon itself. He gets up and kicks over his stool and walks back inside. Okay. And once I clear like out of his sight, I'll kind of reach into my, my pouch and just kind of put a hand on the chalice and just, just kind of ponder what this could mean. Once again, as you touch it, you feel this chalice kind of awaken and... You just feel it kind of magically pulsing with some sort of power, and it seems like it's trying to draw something out of you, like pull something from you, and just kind of pulses for a few moments, almost in time with your heartbeat, and then fades away. Okay. Jarl looks over at you and says, You have very odd conversations. (laughs) Jarl, uh... It's something new, man. I, I don't know what to say about that. Um, we should definitely not come back here. I think he was wanting to kill me, and he didn't seem to want to kill you, or maybe he did. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, I think he he definitely wants wants me to be harmed. Uh, I haven't told you too much about it, but I 
cops, you know, I didn't remember anything, but uncovered I am cursed. And uh, it sounds like uh, this hasn't been the first time that I've uh, obviously been around before, but man, the thought of that, remembering and then forgetting again. Uh, maybe there's a way to fix it, I don't know. I'm not the smartest man in the world, but the way he was talking, he was a dragon, right? Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I was gathering, too. Uh, have you ever seen a dragon? Or you just hear about him? There have not been dragons for a very long time. Of course, the stories, Yindra fought them off and banished them. Sounds like they aren't gone. Well, that is kind of terrifying. A little bit. I'm, uh, I'm thinking we should ride a little bit quicker, what do you say? Yes, I think we need to get back to Silver Ridge. Yeah, let's get there. You know, I was very excited about seeing the broader world, and it's not been that great. <laughs> yeah, it looks like uh, there's, well, we got dragons out here, we got creepy things taking over drunkards and cackling a bunch, and other miners who want to kill us? So you still want to be an adventurer? It makes me feel very small. Well, we can just handle what's in front of us for right now, and that's a silver age, so let's start there. Agreed. So you ride on, and it takes you about another day and a half, but it's like midday, and you come to where you are very close to Silver Ridge, and you come up over a rise, and you can see the farms, you know, the fields, you can see kind of everything stretching out in front of you, and you can see Silver Ridge, and there's some smoke kind of lightly drifting up over the town, and you can see pretty close to you a hastily thrown together encampment of people, and you're too far away from it to be able to see who it is, but you can see there are people in loosely built shelters and tents and things. Yeah, as soon as I see that, I'll be like, a kid, yeah! I'm like, of course, and gallop over there. Okay. You get closer and you start to pick out the people of Silver Ridge that this is the town in a kind of weird encampment that they built mm-hmm. ways outside of the town. And as you get close enough, you can see people are injured and, you know, there are people kind of limping, you know, see wounds and bound up wounds and, you know, bandages and things. And, uh, you, you ride in and see Sonny who lifts a hand and he says, Ah, Verboden, it's very good to see you. Oh, Sonny, what's happened here? Those creatures, they came back. Uh, Did we lose anybody? Ah, he looks over at Jarl and he says no one that we know of has, has died but some... I, 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 I'm gonna like I kind of pick up my Sam and I grab him and kind of like walk him over and have whisper oh Jarl follows you he's like <laughs> he needs to know what's going on hey, Jarl, Jarl hang on check check on the rest here let me just talk to Sonny real quick no this is clearly where is my mother? And Sonny just kind of shakes his head and says, Yarlet, just don't, don't do anything rash. It, she, we think she's still in the town. And Yarl just leaps on his horse and Yarl, it. Yarl, hang up. Hold on. 
ignores you. He rides directly towards the village. Are you going to chase him or are you going to stay here? Um, yeah, I'm going to get on the horse and chase him in. Okay. You start riding. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and get a ride check to see if you can catch up to him. Okay. It's a zero. You got a two. Um, you, you're not rolling well. I'm not. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. It's, it's rolling. It's coming over from our D&D games. Yeah. It's not good. I don't like this trend. Um, you, it, it, you're a little bit slowed by, you know, kind of making your way through the people. He just shoved people aside and, you know, he's just beating his horse. You know, he's, he's mm-hmm. doing everything he can to get there as quickly as possible. And he gets there before you, you see him leap off his horse and go running into town. It takes you a little bit of extra time. Mm-hmm. Where are you riding into? Are you just kind of going to ride up the, the main street or are you trying to keep a lower profile like what's your what's your plan here um seeing that i can't catch him i'm going to stop a little bit if there's a place where i'm familiar with that i could hop off i head and leave him there and then i'll try to like kind of stealth into town and, and see okay you hear a yell as jarl starts attacking something and then comes some crashing noises and that fades away you kind of, you know, eventually make your way up and look around the corner of a building, and you can see these nightmarish creatures that are all different shapes and sizes and just all looking odd and twisted and horrible are kind of roaming around the center of the town, and there is a the different buildings. There's a, a building that's kind of looks like it got burned down. There's just various creatures roaming around and things and some damage, but you can see the church. The doors have been flung open, and these creatures are kind of moving in and out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't see any sort of portal or anything out here. Not out in the street. Okay. But there is definitely concentration around the church. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to sneak around to the back of the church. Are there any windows or anything in the back of the church? That I know of. You have been inside the church a couple of times. You've seen there are some like you know stained glass windows on the front and on the back, uh, and then there's also kind of side rooms that you've you haven't really been in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a stained glass window, but there is a right. window, a couple of windows on the back. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna head over that way, try to sneak up without drawing attention, and and look inside. Okay, it's pretty easy. These creatures are mostly focused on a commotion and you know thing that's happening over by uh, Ada's general store where it sounds like Jarl has kind of you know gotten into it with some of them mm-hmm. um, so you kind of sneak your way around the town you successfully get to the back and it's hard to see through the stained glass but it looks like there is some sort of a energy of some kind inside the church. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'll go around to um, like the side that would be, let's say, closest to the school on that side um, and see if I can peer in there, see if I can enter into that point. Okay. You look, and there is a window. There is also one of these creatures standing next to the window. Uh, it looks to be, it almost looks like a bull, this huge kind of hulking creature, these long curving horns, and it 
is almost on like, you know, mm-hmm. it's not quite on all four limbs, but, you know, it's kind of hunched down and its arms are you know, down near the ground. And it just looks huge and it looks like it's there kind of on watch. Okay. Uh, so uh, can I see Jarl at all from my spot? Is there still commotion going on? You can hear movement, commotion, possibly the sounds of fighting, but it's it's hard to tell from where you're at. All right. Hey, Jarl. Yeah, I think the plan is here. Like, I'm going to move quickly. I am going to shoot, and I'm going to try to break the window, get in. I'm looking for a portal face out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's looking away. It's kind of, you know, peering around the side of the building. You can go ahead and make your shot if you want. Yeah, so as I shoot, I'm actually going to click. Um, I'm going to click over on Recton mode and um, remembering what that shunt mining guy did, I think I'm going to focus on ice and then do that. Okay. Yeah, you feel kind of as you thumb that lever, you feel once again this kind of almost like waiting sensation with these different elements kind of in your mind and you focus on ice and you feel as you pull the trigger this cold sensation kind of wash down your arm and these icicles you know kind of form across your body and it in kind of roughly the shape of a armor cool yeah so um do that and i shoot at him i rolled a four total Defend with physique. That's a negative one. So, five damage. The ice also does an extra damage. So, six damage to him. Yeah, that kills him. So, you kind of get a sense, you know, having used the fire and seeing that it does a heavy amount of damage to one person and then (laughs) splash damage to other people. This ice seems to do a little bit of extra damage to that person and also give you protection. Okay. So, you know, these various elements all seem to do different things. Cool. Still got a couple we haven't, haven't tried. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this creature you fire and the bullet slams into the back of its head and it just falls and you kind of see icicles almost like form around its head and it falls and doesn't move again. Okay, yeah, as soon as I fire, I'm going to, like, run up and jump and, like, throw my shoulder in first towards the glass and basically try to jump through the, the window. Okay. Yeah, you leap through the window and, you know, kind of roll a little bit as you land and you see that you're in a, a bedroom, essentially. Uh, there's a kind of a small cot. It's very kind of sparse in here. And there's a door right, you know, that, you know, leads into the sanctuary. All right. So I look around real quick. I'm like, oh, that's cozy biter. And I run and then, like, just... I'm going to kick the door open with my gun out. Okay. You kick the door open and you rush into this scene of just awful. (laughs) I mean, that's a terrible descriptor. But (laughs) you rush in and instantly you're just hit with these awful sensations. There's a queasiness in your stomach. You feel kind of a weird sense of heat and cold like radiating onto you. And... You can see this room has several of these creatures that are mostly collected near the front door. Uh, There is a large shimmering portal against the back wall, and there are three people kneeling down in front of the portal. You see Ada 
Disson, you know, Jarl's mother, mm-hmm. you can see, you've probably met Bree Rose, one of the bartenders at the Golden Sun, who's there, and also Piter's assistant, who you met a couple of times briefly, Han Willowbrook, all kind of kneeling down in front of this portal, and you can see this creature standing there, and it looks a lot more like a humanoid, more like Mm -hmm. a person than all of these other creatures, almost wearing like dark clothing, very pale skin, long, dark, kind of greasy hair, weird, very weird face. These eyes take up like seven-eighths of its face, like they're just large, kind of like pools of dark, and underneath it, instead of a chin, it just looks like there's teeth, and then you can kind of see a little bit of a jaw kind of open beneath it and you know out of the neck and it's just like it looks terrible and this creature looks at you as you enter the room and it has one kind of large clawed hand on ada and on brie rose the bartender and it's just looking at you as you enter oh i definitely want to shoot him in his ugly face okay you go ahead and yeah make your shot Okay. I'm doing. I'm nervous. Okay. I need to roll something better than an actual zero on the dice. Oh, I get a two. Awesome. <laughs> so that's uh, two total. Okay. You fire and you, it doesn't move at all, and your bullet goes right through it. It doesn't seem to have impacted it at all, and you hear its voice kind of rating and low and echoed inside of your head, like you hear it audibly but also you hear it kind of in your head Mm -hmm. and it says now now there's no need for that we should talk i'm gonna look for cover and try to like get behind something okay uh i mean you could just duck back into the doorway um yeah i'll just do that i'll just like kind of wrap around the corner and just so i can see out there but cover my my body okay are you going to respond at all or just kind of take cover? Uh, I'll just be like, I'm good. Well, I'll kill them if you don't decide to have a little chat with me. Speak. Think you know who I am? I'm the Dream Leech. And you, you are Verboden. Oh, uh, did you uh, have a conversation with Limited? Yes, I... Sent him back to where he belongs. He was quite useless. Was supposed to keep you there a little longer. Well, uh, I'm back now and you need to go. Perhaps. Perhaps you should play with me. I've set up this little game just for you. Oh, really? Soon the rules are wildly in your favor. As they should be. I have taken your town. Your chances are slim. Are there any other, like, demons gathering around now? Like, how many am I? I'm able to count really quick how many are in this room. There are three up near the door who have all turned to look, but have not made any other movements. Okay. Um, there are plenty outside, but you have no idea. You know, you could kind of look over at the window. Now, go ahead and make a... Just observation check or something. Okay. Yeah, to investigate. Yeah. 
Okay, that is plus one. This is my good roll watch. I'm going to waste my good roll on this. <laughs> no, it still stinks. That's a one total. Okay. You think that you see kind of a shadow of something outside the window. Something, you know, not <laughs> laying on the ground. So it seems like things are collecting, you know, things are gathering around. Okay. Um, quickly, as I'm trying to process what's going on here. When I helped Asmodian close that portal, he made it clear I had to kill what was holding that person or whatever individual that was holding the portal open. Can I can I gather from this, like, do I, do I see that? Can I, you know, am I understanding that the same? That is all you know about these portals mm-hmm. to this point. It worked the one time you, you killed the person who was holding open the portal, mm-hmm. and it closed it. Obviously, these are your townspeople. These are people that you've sworn to protect so mm-hmm. that's a little different thing but yeah that is the only way that you know of to close these portals oh, man. so I'm gonna yell to the dream leech I'll play a game how about uh, how about we trade you uh, let them go walk out of camp and I'll take their place <laughs> That, that can't happen, but let's play a guessing game. You pick which one you think it is. We enter their mind together. You see if you are correct. If it helps, the only way you can kill me is in their dreams. This is a complicated... <laughs> put together, Jesse. We'll yell back over to Dream Leech. Alright, let's play. Very wonderful. Pick one. What was the Willowbrook girl's name again? Han Willowbrook. Han Willowbrook. Let's uh, start with her there. Okay. You suddenly feel this like intense mental pressure. It's kind of an attack against you. Mm-hmm. Are you going to resist or are you going to let it happen? Oh, crap. Um, man, I'm trying to think. Because when I fought back in the schoolhouse, like that is when I fought it successfully I was able to kind of see through the you know, what was false about it um I'm not gonna fight it okay you you know you tense up and then just kind of force yourself to relax and you feel your vision go dark and you kind of feel yourself falling and you fall into the sanctuary of this church except everything is kind of slightly off color some of the like reds are much brighter hue than normal but the kind of greens and blues are very like you know pale and washed out and it's just everything looks kind of off and you you don't really feel your body and you look down and you are essentially like a mannequin and you can see Han Willowbrook kind of walking through cleaning things and you can see the 
the Dream Leech standing at the back of the room, arms crossed, just grinning at you. And you just kind of watch as Han you know, moves around and is cleaning things, and then moves over to a book that's sitting on the altar. Looks around to see if there's she's you know her gaze just passes mm-hmm. right over the Dream Leech. She doesn't see him. Looks around to see if there's anybody looking, and then kind of opens it and starts to look through it a little bit, and you kind of see her eyes light up as she's looking through this book and reading things. And then you hear a creak of the door, and she quickly closes the book and you know moves away and is cleaning. You see Piter move in, and uh, he starts to say something to her, just kind of sounds like a greeting, and then just the sound kind of drops out of this scene and you see the the dream leech looks over at you and his voice kind of cuts through their voices and it's all you can hear and he says this this was the first moment she imagined us did you all plant that book there <laughs> of course not this priest is has been searching for ways to make himself significant. We thought we might catch his eye, but he's too bound up in her whims. But a young innocent girl hoping for other worlds and other places, she fell easily. Do I feel like I can try to fight off this kind of invasion of my mind again. You could try. You haven't fought it yet. Yeah, I'm gonna at this moment I'm gonna try to fight that now. Okay. Go ahead and make a uh, I guess just will. Will, yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be a defense against his attack. And man, if there was ever a moment to use a fate point here. <laughs> oh yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um well, I did actually roll pretty good, so with that, I got five total. Okay. Yeah. He got a four. Okay. You have the sensation of suddenly kind of fighting back in your mind, and this thing's energy in your mind is almost just feels like it's trying to lull you to sleep, like it's... You know, turning you into a mannequin, like kind of deadening your reactions and your movements. But you begin to fight it, and you can see, if you look down at yourself, you can see yourself begin to take form and shape. You're, you know, kind of starting from your head down your chest and down your legs. You know, you begin to take on color, and your clothes appear, and you can feel yourself be able to move. And suddenly you see the pistol at your hip. Yeah, so the complication here here is regarding fade points. It's also a very stressful moment, and I often forget things I can do. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I I get it. Um, I try to remind at times. Yep, yeah, no, no, it's helpful. Oh my gosh, you are still in her mind at this point. You're not in the actual sanctuary. You're in her memory right now, her dream. So let's just try something weird. If I still realize that I am in this memory or whatever it is, thinking back to my encounter just a couple days ago, I had this dream, potential memory, and reality, all these things kind of like kind of overlapped and merged for a moment. So I'm gonna try to go and take the book from her. 
Okay. You move across the room and you grab this book and you can see her look up at you with just like complete terror and fear in her eyes. She says, how did you, how did you get in my head? And then she screams and you feel yourself instantly like torn apart. Kind of the last thing you see is this dream leech also kind of get scattered and torn apart. Mm -hmm. And you suddenly open your eyes and you are back in that room to the side of the sanctuary. They're all still kneeling there. And you, you know, if you peek out Mm -hmm. and look, you can see this creature, the dream leech, kind of, you know, shakes and looks like it was almost injured in some way. Yeah, you can choose okay. to do something. Um, so in that moment, um, I'm going to pull my pistol out and pull it out. First aiming at the dream leech, and then uh, I'm going to look down at her and say, I am so sorry. Then I'll point the gun at her and pull the trigger. Okay. Your bullet fires out, and you hit her. She falls to the ground. This portal instantly shakes and rocks, and the entire building suddenly kind of quakes. Feel the earth under your feet kind of shake, and all of these creatures, you can just hear them mentally, audibly, all over this town, suddenly screech kind of in unison. This portal begins to close. You can see it tearing these creatures back into itself they are almost like shifting and becoming liquid almost as they're pulled back into this thing unwillingly you can see them trying to kind of grab onto things the doors are you know already open and they're just kind of being pulled in from all over the town and you know the dream leech looks over at you and winks and puts his hand on ada's head and disappears she suddenly <gasps> dashes out the door. Hey there, listener. Uh, we hope you're enjoying Tales of the Forsaken. Please follow Radis on your favorite podcast platform. Also, if you'd like to support us or just dig deeper into the story and its characters, join our Discord. Uh, listen to the episode description. We are 100% independently created and produced, so it's really your support that helps us keep creating.